Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, will see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd to the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Let's be cops. People actually think we're cops. <laughs> Please freeze! Oh, that was awesome. Oh, whoa, whoa, what do we have here? Today's a training day, Officer Hoyt. Good chance to give you a little taste of reality. You think you can handle it? I will do anything you want me to do. Will you? We'll see. They build jails because of me. Judges have handed out over 15,000 man years of incarceration time based on my investigation. You got today and today only to show me who and what you're made of. You hear me? You go first. I'm really too old. No, you go first. I'll kill you. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Let's get in character. I'm so interested in big man's wife. Well, he's going out of town, Florida, and he asked me if I take care of the wife. He's gone. Take care of him? No, man. Just make sure it's a good time. Make sure she don't get lonely. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Partner Complex. I'm your host, Robert. And Marvin. And thank you for tuning in. Um, So, Robert, uh, this week we took a departure. Last week was a drama, action, adventure kind of thing with Lethal Weapon. Yes, I really enjoyed Lethal Weapon, though. Uh, as I did too, uh, this week, uh, you, I gave you three choices and this is the choice you chose. It is definitely a radical departure from that. A little bit, a little, but it was still fun. It was still fun to, uh, let them know the movie. So we're talking about let's be cops. It came out in 2014. Um, it was directed by Luke Greenfield. It stars Johnson and, uh, and Damon Wayans Jr. Yes, the tagline of this, two struggling pals dress as police officers for a costume party and become neighborhood hero or neighborhood sensations. But when these newly minted heroes get entangled in a real life web of monsters and dirty detectives, they must put their fake badges on the line. Why did you throw up air quotes when you said mobsters? 
<laughs> I, you know what? I, just, I don't know. It just it just happened. So um, this has actually surprised me. The budget of this movie, the budget of the of this movie. How much do you think it was? Uh, okay, I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty two million. Oh no, not even close. But it is seventeen million. Really? Really? I, I thought high because of could you maybe but seventeen makes about sense. That's about right. Yeah, but I, I f- for what the movie was or how right. it was. But look, but okay, so look at look at the cast. You have you have yeah you know, uh, Ron Riggles at the height of of just being a cop and everything coming off of. But then he just well maybe a year just a year before a year after Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, uh, probably a year after. I think. Uh, okay, so then uh then you got both uh Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr. at the height of new of new girl popularity. You're right, you're right. So they're gonna they're gonna demand a pretty penny. I forgot that they were in New Girls together. This is essentially the New Girls movie we never really got. Like, yes. Um, yes. And and so and there was there was some low key names in there. You got Homegirl off of off of Vampire Diaries. Yes, you do. Uh and then um I I've got the guy who played the, the main boss. The main main boss, uh, James. I don't. The I don't. Older, the older dude. Yeah, I. I but he's been in everything. Uh, we'll have it posted on the notes so he, you guys he, can he, keep he's, up. He's, he's been in everything. But yes, it stars Jake John Jake Johnson, Damon Wayans Jr., Rob Riggle, mm-hmm. and Nina. The <laughs> I I don't. Uh, uh, I'm not saying Nina Dubrev, Dubrev. Yeah, sorry, but uh, okay. So, I would have butchered that name. That's why so, Marvin sorry, did so that. Because this isn't a podcast where we rate the movie, we rate the partnership. The partnership. I think we could start off with saying our opinions of the movie before we go through okay. the beats of the story. Okay, that's fine. So, how did you feel about the movie as overall, Rob? I uh, well, first of all, when Sammy saw I was actually watching this masterpiece unfold on the cinema screen. She was perplexed that I would actually watch something like this. She had already seen it? Uh, We've seen it before, but a long time ago. But she was like, I've never, when you brought this up to me and I was like, I don't, I don't know anything about this movie. So let's watch something. You forgot you ever saw it? Yeah. uh, I, I did too. Like 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 I was like thinking of movies and I'm like da 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 and I'm like oh crap I saw that like and right then, and then later I offered it as a choice right but it's one of the movies where like once you get done with it once I left the theater like I never thought about it again exactly that's why when you were like oh let's do this one I was like I don't think I've ever seen this so let's do something I've never seen before but into the movie I was like oh hey we've seen this now did you feel like it was written like a really long episode of television. Yes. Like, like if you wanted to, you probably could have cut this into like a four thirty minute, like four thirty minute episode. Absolutely, getting it down. Like it just, it. I mean, you can going into the movie, you could tell that they knew each other. They were trying to figure out where they were going in life, and that's cool and everything. But I feel like it had nothing new. So, so with that, let's let's take a walk into this movie. Okay. Because the first five minutes. I'm gonna pretty much explain how I felt about it. Okay. So it starts off off rip before you see anybody for anything ever happens. They're just blasting Backstreet Boys. Yes. And at the time in the mid 2010s, that was the what, hottest joint ever. Every every comedy movie 
this is the end and everything else had to have Backstreet Boys music in it. That was, oh, look at these heterosexual males and they love Backstreet Boys. Isn't that hilarious? Yes, yes. So I was like, okay, it's definitely a product of its time. Um, uh, my, just between me and you, uh, when they first showed, they, they showed like the city, I was like, oh yeah, and LA does kind of suck. Sometimes. This definitely was not shot in LA. <laughs> but it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be, but do you want to know where it was actually shot? Uh, let me guess. I'm going to say, okay, is it in the United States? Yeah. Atlanta? Atlanta for LA. Yeah. For those of you who are not in the industry. Uh, they, notice they show no landmarks. Exactly. None. So they, if you, they, don't even show, they don't even show like establishing shots of landmarks. No. I figured they could get like B-roll or something and be like, oh yeah, set the tone and be like, said, uh, we're, we're in there. They but said, They said, hey man, they go to a nightclub. You know nightclubs, they're in LA. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, Atlanta for LA. Okay. Um, now, um, when when you go in, you see them, they're doing the whole singing the Backstreet Boys. They sit down. Do you think, and now this is completely your opinion. Okay. Okay. Now, and this is, you don't have to agree with me on this. No, okay. Are you annoyed? Do you not care or do you not notice whenever it's like, we got to get into this quickly. So two people who obviously have known each other their entire lives feel the need to say out loud exposition as if they're talking to a third person. No, absolutely. Like, like, like yeah. And what do you mean? You've known me for 11 years. Why would somebody say that out loud? If yeah. You know each other? Like it would be established. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Remember where we moved? Like, and normally it'd be like, it'd be like, it, like for example, Robert, it'd be like, okay. Um, like you know where we're from. That's what the, it would be. It would right. be like, yeah, we said we'd go back to Ohio, and the people in Ohio said, "Well, they're like, I'm like, why are y'all saying such specific details?" Right. Now I get it. I get it for the sake of a movie. Right. But they cram like a Star Wars level amount of exposition in like this weird conversation at this table at this restaurant. Absolutely. And all that was ridiculous. No, I agree with you. I mean, I guess the reason they were doing that for the audience perspective to catch them up. But you're supposed to do that like, yes, in, sprinkle that in throughout yeah, the story. in the movie, but not just like, to force feed it to it us. Was like, but, in, but in that conversation, they, they established their ages, where they're from, yes. the city they're in, where they are in life, and their intentional goals of the movie. Yes. Like, in this one conversation. Yes. I, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was like, I was like, oh, I get it. Now I see why this movie's like an hour and twenty minutes. Cause y'all were like, let's go. Yes, let's get this done. I mean, for the partnership of the movie, it was great. Oh, you skip it. Give it a head now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say it's odd couple. Been there, done that. But I feel like it was a weird odd couple. As in, like it's both two losers, but one loser's more aware of being a loser than the other one is. I'm like, is that really even an odd couple? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I. I got the sensation in the movie they wanted to do better, but they didn't know how to get there. And they were just kind of stuck. You're probably, I guess, I wish they had established uh, what uh, jo Jake Johnson's uh, major was in college. Well, he was supposed to be a major football player. And then now, 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 now joke, the whole thing. And then I'll let you just ramble on for okay. one thing. Keep, keep going for a guy. And I know people who were athletes in college. Who, and and Jake Joss is not a huge guy. He's a little bit out of shape, but he's not he's not a fat guy. Why is he the most unathletic? I was gonna go pro football player of all time. Like everything he does in this movie is like super unathletic. I know it's supposed to be for comedy purposes, but it's like I feel like somebody who like played at a top level in college 
wouldn't be that uncoordinated. No, no, absolutely. They would know how to run the ball. They would know how to do I, I mean, just in general, he was like, oh, I'm going I'm to tuck and roll when he's like doing the cop stuff. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, come on, my guy. I agree. So, I mean, you're supposed to be a football player. They they breathe this into you, endurance and all of that. But he's like, just like I'm like, oh, you've never done anything of any type of athleticism ever in life. Have you ever played football or anything? I played football through high school. How was that? It was it was a test. I wasn't great, so okay. <laughs> but I mean, it, and, and not even saying that I would be any better. Just like my argument is just how they put him as. Oh, I thought, we thought you were gonna go pro. I'm yeah, like, okay. yeah. So that's like top tier. Yeah, being this guy. So yeah. the fact that like. 10 to 12 years removed from that and you can damn near not even tie your own shoes without falling over i'm like come on guy right I, you don't lose it that fast yeah like, so athleticism stays with you for a period of time right. so um they show up they're at, they're at the restaurant they have this discussion about life um and then it kind of goes into hey there's this party tonight coincidentally yeah uh, and it's gonna be a bunch of people from college now my argument is that they're from Ohio. They never established what college they went to until this night of the party. And why would it be in in LA if I, they're no, I, from I, 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 I Ohio? Was, I think it was a, a California college that said alumni something. Okay. But I don't think Maybe like, I missed that part. I don't think it was like USC or nothing. I don't remember what college it was. Okay. But anyway, so so that but but um they do the cop costume stuff. I'm skipping the whole presentation thing because right, right. that was ridiculous. Right. Um and so they're in there. This guy walks in, see the college game playing. And he's like, who's this guy? Here's and, this guy. And, and then when he gets finished and he's back in the real world out of his fantasy and nobody's there, was the only laugh I had in the entire movie. Yeah. No, um, I, I agree. Um, was it? Um, but we do. But the, to make sure that this is all connected and this entire podcast is a giant cinematic universe, there mm-hmm. is a lethal weapon metaf- a lethal weapon reference in this. I might have missed it. What is it? When they're walking up to the front of the party, when they're walking up like the, that steep driveway, uh-huh. and they have the cop costumes on, uh-huh. Damon Wayans Jr. says, and I quote, I feel like Murtaugh before he was too old for the shit. Oh, my goodness. I do remember that. I do and remember I was that. Like, oh, man. It all connects. Yes. So there you go. In the first and the second episode, that's why we're doing this. Um, any opinions about the party sequence or anything? Or if- Well, when when his friend was like, oh, it's a costume party. And they walk in and they're actually dressed as cops and it's not a costume party. It's a black and black tie, black tire affair. And he's like, you're an idiot. I would have just rolled with it. Like if I would have walked in there and I had a cop uniform on, I would have been like, yep, I'm a police officer. We're on duty. We're not staying here long enough. So I can't just take off my go home and take off my costume or my outfit uniform and come back. So I've just rolled with it. Yeah, we're on duty. I think it'll jump the gun though because they don't establish start doing that till the next I think it it took a little bit of sting off of the sequence post the party when they're just walking down the streets of quotation mark LA right and then when they're walking down and they're like everybody stop you stop and they're actually seeing the power of it they're like okay this um, is what we should be doing yeah so um this and, and like I said maybe maybe you know more cops than I do but from what I've seen yeah. Girls are not trying to fuck cops this hard on the street. No. Like, no. this was like out of hand. Like, every single girl is like, oh man, is that a police officer? A civil servant I see on a regular basis? Yeah. I don't want to suck his dick. Like, come on. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Right. And like, uh, running up in the scavenger hunt, they were like, officer, 
and all those girls kissing the cop. I'd have been cool with the scavenger hunt thing just because it'd have been okay. A group of girls with a similar mindset, I can kind of buy. The fact that every other girl in that street was down with it was like, all right, come on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I got that too, that it, this was a dramatization of how great cops are. I was like, this is this is called cop copaganda. I was like, okay, yeah. you guys are out of hand. Um, So they have this like you stop you stop stop and the guy takes the super duper face bump off the bike i don't know skateboard uh it was uh it was a yeah, it was a skateboard skateboard takes a bump off skateboard um you know the other cops kind of see him and kind of nod him how good did those uniforms have to be to pass because i feel like they don't sell those kind of badges no you literally have to get a permit to be have a cop's uniform like you have to be an established like production company to actually get an authentic cop uniform because you don't want just anybody being able to get this stuff but production houses can get them but i they had to really like pass like i was i was thinking about that too like how good like now, now, and I'm, I'm it maybe if they were in, if they were in a different city maybe but i feel like if i put this uniform on every day i know any inaccuracies that are on it when I see it. Right. So I feel like he'd have looked at me like, oh, that's not the right LA, LA LAPD badge. Right. Something like that. Right. You know, and it wasn't like it was Halloween and everybody had a costume on. Right. So I feel like there's more times where I feel like somebody would have been like, the fuck are you doing? Absolutely. And I feel like also a lot of cops, most cops, kind of know who else is in their precinct. Yes. And it would be like, oh, I don't know who y- you are. are. Yeah. Why, why do you have this? Where are you at? Who's your captain, your Sarge, anything like that? I think I think it was funny when um, he buys the car and the real cops pull up and they're like, you don't have a license plate. <laughs> we don't know what to make of this. And they're like, he has the sergeant's badge or emblem on his uh, uniform. And he's like, hey, Sarge. Do, do you think it was a missed opportunity to not have Rod, um, Rob Riggles turn around and be a dirty cop? Ah, uh, yeah. Because I, I feel like him not being a dirty cop, like, like having already seen the movie before, I'm watching going, oh, Rob Riggles is the bad guy. Like, And, and this is me having already seen it. I was like, oh, yeah, because cause nobody would be that stupid. Right, right. And so I'm like, so when he's like, oh, yeah, the cops, they're like, oh, yeah, I have a SWAT gear. Oh, man, I'm expecting there to be a scene where, like, Rob Riggles just, is just supplying this stuff. And right. He, and he's just egging these guys along. Right. Because, like, oh, I'm going to egg you guys along. I'm going to tell this dude with all the tattoos and he's going to kill you guys. Right. I feel like the 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 detective or the DA whoever he was was like such a superfluous character who comes in halfway through the movie and really serves no purpose right. and he gets killed by the other bad guy right absolutely absolutely who was that guy um he was a guy off of um he did a lot of stuff oceans thirteen his name's Andy. And, oh man, uh, man, Andy. Uh, what's the last name? Do you see it? Garcia. Yeah, he's in a. Have you ever checked out that? Andy he, Garcia. That's who in, we're he's talking in, he's in about. A lot of stuff. Um, yeah, he was in The Godfather, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Lost City, Godfather Part Three. I got you. I got. But that dude's been in a lot. Yeah, of stuff. so that's so, who we're talking. about. I'm not about. gonna lie to you. If if there's 13 million, it was 14 million into this movie. I'm pretty sure seven went to him. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
I'm sure the the bigger stars got paid pretty heavily in okay. this. Um, I mean, that's where half your budget goes, right? Basically. To talents, right? Um, so let's get back to okay. So after their their eye fucked on the street, okay, we go to this to this restaurant, okay, and it's established that I guess they eat this restaurant often because he's like, oh, us, you always look at that girl whenever we come here. I'm like, then why didn't you start the movie here? Right. Um. So it seemed kind of weird to like you already had a restaurant scene, mm-hmm. but you chose to do a different restaurant. But then established you're always at this restaurant, right? But mind you, once they leave that restaurant, they never go back in there again to eat anything, right? So I'm like, how often do you really get in there like that? Right, even, absolutely. Even when you're fucking the girl, you're not, you're not, you're not in there. You're not eating, right? Right, yeah. absolutely. Um, they had to establish yeah. that the hot girl had to be relatable, so so they make her like. Very ungraceful. She snorts and yeah, she snorts. Yes, absolutely. She's like weird, and I'm like, I guess if you have to make her relatable, I'm like, well, why would she mess with Damon Wayans Jr.? I'm like, well, I guess that is a good point. I mean, um, that's a good point. Uh, so I mean, I thought that was kind of like wonky, but I was like, okay, I let it rock. Um, it's just a stupid coincidence. If so. Like the the one miracle you get per movie, like I said, the one miracle you get okay. is the fact that they frequent that restaurant in LA for some reason. Okay. And he happens to be into that chick. And that chick has to be the catalyst to everything that's going on. True. If he if if David would have been dating anybody or not found her attractive, this whole movie doesn't happen. True. Absolutely. That's ridiculous. That's honestly, if you break it, if you break it down like that, that's exactly right. That's the only reason they're really in this so that, so restaurant. That's the one miracle I'll give this movie. Besides the fact that they shot a lot of bullets at Jake Johnson and he only got hit like once. Yeah. Oh my God, that was another thing in this movie. Cannot can nobody shoot straight anymore? Like they're shooting, shooting, and nobody's getting a shot. Nobody's getting hit. I'm just like Jesus Christ. You guys need to go to have target practice before the show happens um also i got mad when they finally established the the big bad mm-hmm. and like oh he's dangerous and he fights and stuff like that and they show him all this fight and this stuff he never really has any hand-to-hand combat that really matters like every right time we, every time we see him fight like an underground stuff but like when he has to actually go up against the the protagonists it's a lot of just gunfire like it's not he's not really throwing hands right right so I was like why did you establish is that is that because MMA is big right now and you have to probably he's a badass I guess I, don't I mean know. when when this came out there used to be the you have uh, ultimate fighter on spike network mm. so I cannot but wasn't this kind of related this was their show was on TBS right the shows on Fox so Fox okay. nothing to do with it at all okay but I, but I get back. It was a time. It was a time. Was time. time then. It was like, okay, how do we make this skinny white dude credible? Oh, give him tattoos and make him a, a fist fighting badass. Is yeah. He gonna, is he gonna fight Jake Johnson or, or Damon or Damon Wayans Jr.? Dude, it's fourteen million dollars. We don't got money for fight training. Right. Yeah, he's gonna use guns when we we use guns. Right. He's only gonna punch stunt doubles. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the guy Keenan uh, Keen, uh, Keenan Peel, his partner was in this. Um. Uh. uh you know who? Oh I forget his name. You said the whole, the whole. Um, uh, man. Keenan. No, it's a, it's a. It's yeah. His name's Keenan. No, no, it's no, it's it's it's, it's Papa Key, Key and Michael Key. Yeah, he's in this. He um, he played Dominican. That was wild. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> um he definitely got paid well after this. Uh, I bet one hundred percent. Okay, so movie. Only, nothing. Just came out the big bad real quick. I thought it was so weird. 
the way they dumped exposition in this movie. Like, I get that if you're a cop and you're investigating this guy, you know about his criminal record. Uh-huh. You know about stuff that he might have been doing. Uh-huh. But the fact that there's a whole psych write-up like, oh, and he has a temper. And he's this and I'm like, bro, yeah. you, have, you are reading very distinct character details I thought the police would not have. Right. Like, well, if he if he was arrested, but it, but but they, they didn't. But it wasn't like. But it, back in the day, that they didn't. They, I could see them doing that now. Not but like, even now. Even though this is this movie's like nine years ago, the the detail of which he goes into this man's character is very is, is a lot. It's like as like some uh, stuff you wouldn't even put in the file. Right. No, I agree with that a hundred percent. I feel like they were just they putting were just, it in there and being like, "Oh, let's use this as, like, as a plot builder." I was like, "You guys are really just dumping this." This is a lot of tell, don't show. Yes, and I was like, "Why are they?" But I'm like, oh, "They gotta keep moving this thing along." Yeah, I mean, comedy's all about timing, I guess. Yeah, so it felt like really weird, and then I think I think that like let's say because I'll give him this: the moment in the restaurant where he just punks out Damon Wayans Jr. Okay. And, and and hold that thought. Remember how close to each other's faces they get when he's just slapping them, right? Yes. Um, I thought, okay, this is establishing that this guy is a threat. He's a menace. He is the big bad of the movie. Yep. He's at a level 10. Right. I feel the moment they bring in Andy Garcia, yeah. it knocks the main bad guy down to like a six. Yes. And he never really recovers. Oh, absolutely. He's never as big of a threat. Absolutely. Like, oh, he's just a glorified foot soldier. Right. He's a... Who middle happens, management who happens to have finger bang this girl at some point i assume i don't right. know yeah exactly exactly so i was like y'all put i said y'all y'all got halfway through the script and said oh crap we can get andy garcia write him in that yeah i feel that too what's he gonna play bro you see this you see this imdb just make him that guy like that just guy. make him that just guy make him that guy like <laughs> no that makes sense uh so it was it was super weird um I, and and what made it super that they never even really like the first first sequence had nothing to do with Andy Garcia or the the I keep forgetting the the main bad guy's name like his his yeah name yeah, yeah but it was the like the three henchmen guys mm-hmm. who messed up uh, Jake Johnson's car. car yeah they never get their comeuppance they don't get shot uh-uh. they don't get beat up in the final battle they nothing. just kind of get arrested yeah I was like that's a waste absolutely. So I mean, it was it was like I didn't understand it at all. It made no sense to me whatsoever. I was like, what what what's what's going on here? So no, I got you. There was a lot of narrative moving and shaking going on. I didn't quite get. No, um, I got you. Uh, Eleven thousand dollars goes a long way, apparently. Uh, but yeah, you can live off of that for two years or three years. I think it was two. Especially in L.A. Oh my goodness, you're giving hand jobs under the 101. There's no way you're living off 11k in LA for no. like any kind of time. No, I've known people that moved out to LA with 10 grand in their pocket. And and do they live together? Yeah, they live together. Did they show them living together? Yeah, they they were at the apartment. I'm assume. Well, I guess I guess I assume they lived together right. because they brought the guy back to the apartment. They brought, and they brought him back to an it, apartment. True. I just assume they live together. I, but I feel like besides the initial, yeah, my pitch didn't go well. Uh huh. You don't even see him in the apartment again together until they bring in uh, the the Dominican guy truck driver. Yeah, and that sounds like it was like, oh, so is Jake Johnson just living off of Damon Wayans Jr.? Yes, that's exact. Don't you think that's exactly what it would be like? I, I, you're probably right. I just thought it, I'm like, there's certain things they do all those certain things they didn't. 
I don't know. And then like, I just I'm assume, not but I'm probably like one of the one of the. Everybody probably just assumed they lived together, and, and that's you, what you, I did. You do. were texting your heart out during this movie, weren't you? No, no, no. <laughs> like, I was gonna... I was trying to take notes and being like, "All right, you know, you're very like detailed when it came to like uh, lethal weapon." I was like, "All right, that's what I'm going to do on this movie." I was writing down my thoughts, just no, things that kind of like sprung to mind as I'm watching it. And no, absolutely, it. and that's what I was doing as well. Um, um, how fast? And I've never done it, so I don't know, but. Do you think that crystal meth hit kind of fast? Yes. Crystal meth doesn't hit that fast. It's slow. It was like, yo, I took it, and two minutes later, I am in the hallway, and I am just tripping. Like, I feel like it takes a little bit. Yeah, it does. Especially for two guys who obviously smoke weed already anyway. Right. So there's some kind of tolerance. Yeah, absolutely. So I, don't, I definitely don't think meth hits you that hard. Yeah. Well, maybe if it was their first time, maybe. maybe. But now, may, maybe I'm just nitpicking now that. Maybe. But it, I guess it just depends on you, the person. No, you're probably right. I just, thought, I'm like, this is this is superfluous. Um, when I said when, okay, when we get to the party, okay. Um, with the bad guys party, okay. Uh, number one, they just saw this guy today. Yes. So the fact that the bad guy just saw this dude's face today, then was this close, like. Inches away from Damon Wayans Jr.'s face when he's dressed up as the Dominican guy. Right. And didn't recognize him after looking. And he looked at him so dumb. I'm like, okay, we get it. This is a plot device. Because right. he'd be like, aren't you the guy I just slapped like 24 hours ago? Yeah. No, absolutely. That he didn't even register like, oh, he, did, he would, didn't even allude that something was uh, wrong. He, he was like, just like, good job, man. Welcome. Job. He's like, he held him close. I looked at him like, good job. Make sure you hit this. Uh, you know, and no, I agree with you. Uh, and last I will say about the girl, too, is that uh, I love how she's like, oh, all I date is terrible guys and stuff. So it's like, hey, man, you could be a mobster and you could kill people and you could be in jail and you could treat me like shit. But how dare you lie to me about being a cop? Exactly. I was like, she's <laughs> she's mad about that. Like, yeah. But 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 you've seen this dude try to save you. Yeah. So repeatedly. So so even though he tried to save you, because he lied about being a cop, you're upset. You're upset. Yeah, and you guys can't he, be together. He he didn't he didn't take the first opportunity to just get up inside of you. Exactly. And you're like, how dare you lie to me about about being a cop? Exactly. I was like, I'm lost. I was like, well, you know, they say honesty is the best in relationships, right? This dude's a freaking murderer. No, absolutely. I guess you can be a murderer, but don't lie about yeah, it, like, right? But he was a murderer. He was honest about it. I knew he was killing people. Yeah, I know he was like Dexter. He was just out and about. He just I mean, has these urges. I was, I was. Um, Jake Johnson, have you ever watched New Girl? I did. What did you think of it? I, I, I thought it was I, okay. The first watch, like when I first started watching, I think I started probably like I started from the beginning because it dropped on Netflix. Yeah, but it was like it dropped on Netflix when season three was going. Okay, so like I was like I caught up and then watched it from there, and I was like, oh man, this is great. And I was probably like twenty one ish, twenty two when I was watching. I was like, this is great stuff. I love the show. Um, just before, just the beginning of the pandemic, I said, like, oh, let me go back and rewatch it, and I was like, oh. This is terrible. It didn't have the same feel? I think maybe, I, I think it, just my demeanor as a person had changed. It didn't age well then. Yeah, it, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like it was bad jokes. It was just like, oh, they are complaining about a lot of shit that doesn't fucking matter. Correct. 
Yeah. And I, was, I was like, oh, I got I got bigger fish to fry. So it's dated in time, basically. I would say it's not so much as dated as it is like if if I would say if somebody was in that range, somebody between like 17 to 23, go for it. But like once you're over that and you're past that point in life that they are, it just seems super trivial. The best yeah. I can put it is is like is like how you felt watching I don't know, Saved by the Bell when you were like 26. You're like, okay. I don't fucking care if Screech, if Screech tries to win the, the fucking science fair. Right. I don't care. Right. So I have, you, have you tried to go back and rewatch that? What? Uh, Saved by the Bells? I watch it ironically. I go, I go in and I go, I, I watch it because of the, you ever seen the, the Zach Morris's trash stuff? Uh-huh. Uh, I watch it for that. Just like, oh yeah, Zach Morris was a terrible person and he would like, he would like lie about helping orphans to try to get cheeks. I'm like, I'm with that. Yeah. No, like, absolutely. Like that. So I'm not watching it for the moral lesson. Right, right. Uh, absolutely. But I mean, it's just uh, New Girl. New Girl's all right. New Girl's solid. I think Damon Wayans Jr. was the best part of New Girl. Yeah. Um, he doesn't play his same role in this movie. He plays a completely different person. Well, that's good. Uh, Jake Johnson pretty much plays, plays the exact, exact same, same person. But, he plays, that's it, but he's playing exactly who he plays in Spider-Man. That's the exact same. Yeah. That's, that's Spider-Man. And that's Spider-Man of Spider-Verse without the powers. Yeah. I feel like Jake Johnson, this his new girls was his like big big role to actually get him on that that would definitely got him on the map. And on the map. Yeah. But um and then um well and then the first pilot episode of New Girl has Damon Wayans Jr. in it, and then he leaves to go do um happy endings okay. on ABC? Maybe NBC, 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 NBC. Okay, and he does that. That runs for I think two seasons, might be a third. Okay, but by the time the middle to end of season three of New Girl is going on, he comes back. Okay, but then it's kind of weird because they kind of already replaced him. Okay, so it's like now there's a duality of like, okay, so now these guys who obviously were replacements for each other have to kind of coexist in the same universe, right? But it was okay; they made it work. Well, that's good. Good writers, right? Yeah, good writers. So I mean, it wasn't. It it's just. I, I want to see Damon Wayans Jr. Maybe we'll get it from the sitcom that's coming out with Damon Wayans and Damon Wayans Jr. That's gonna that's gonna drop on um, CBS. What's it, what what sitcom is this? I forgot the name, but basically it's it's Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans Jr. It's Damon Wayans Jr. with his wife living their life, and I and I don't know if Damon Wayans lives with them, or okay, if, or if he's just like next door to them. But it's it's a father and son kind of thing. Okay. Um, I I'm I want to see Damon Wayans Jr. play. Not the straight man. I want to see him play the wacky guy. Okay. And I feel like he has him because I feel like I don't like him as the straight man. Okay. And I feel like because of his family legacy. He can get away with it. I think he'd be a better Marlon than he is a Sean. Absolutely. No, I'd agree with that. One of the f- my favorite shows growing up was the Wayans Brothers. That's still probably top three of my... It's probably, I, uh, of nostalgic television. I, 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 it's one of the few shows I own a DVD. I own the first DVD. They never came out with after the, after season one, but I bought season one when it came out. Was there only one season of it? No, there's like six seasons. Okay. They only, put, they only put one season on DVD and I bought it. it, was, it okay. Was, it, it was my first purchase when I got a job. Okay. When I was like 16. Okay. And it just happened to be a woman. Oh, I have to have this because it wasn't showing on TV or anything. Anymore. Right, right. I, like, oh, I got to have this and I had it and I enjoyed it and I, and I cherish it. And I only regret that I never got a chance to get it signed because I kept missing 
um, the Wayne Room whenever they do um, sets over at the Orlando Improv. Oh, I didn't even know that they did stuff like that. They, 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 they check it out. You'll check the, the calendar and you'll be like, oh, that person's coming here? What the fuck? Because it's a nice area to do stuff in. Okay. Um, do you like to go see improv shows? I do see stand-up comedy. Yeah. I'm big on stand-up comedy. Yeah. My, my goal this year, and we'll talk about off-camera, is um, between this year and next year, I'm, gonna, I'm going to produce a stand-up special. Okay. Uh, I got some comedians in the works. I want to produce one. I want to do it just just because uh, um, one of my one of my students ties into the Wayans brothers. Um, so Robert Townsend, Eddie Murphy, and uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans were like all like in this group of like black comedians in like the New York area, okay, in, like, the late seventies, early eighties, okay. Um, and what happened is that um, Eddie obviously hit with SNL and then became a huge star. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keenan was kind of doing his thing, and Robert Townsend was was doing his thing too. Robert Townsend writes Hollywood Shuffle, and gets Keenan Ivory Wayans in it. puts Keenan Keenan Ivory puts Keenan in it, and puts Damon in it. Damon Wayans Senior. Okay. And, um. And that does modestly, does pretty solid, but there's a lot of like, a lot of direct Eddie Murphy references in it. At one point, there's a sequence where it's a, it's a, it's a casting call, and they're like, we're looking for an Eddie Murphy type. Right. And the main character has a dream where like, it's like five dudes all dressed like Eddie Murphy. Some, okay. of, them, some of them got like darker tans on and stuff like that, trying to act like Eddie Murphy. And he's like, he's like turning into Eddie Murphy like a werewolf, like something like, like, something right. like that. Right. I said that to say this. Um, from that movie, Eddie said, oh man, Robert Townsend, you've only directed one movie and you maxed out credit card stuff to do it. I want you to direct my stand-up, Eddie, Mer- um, the Raw stand, the Raw special. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. That's, that, that's a good get. That's a great get. And I put him on the map for that. Then that's what, after that, he gets Meteor Man with Bill Cosby and he goes on to do uh, The Parenthood on the WB for like six seasons. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, and then, and then from that, Keenan goes on to do I'm Gonna Get You Sucker and puts his whole family in it and then goes into doing uh, In Living Color. Mm-hmm. And then the legacy continues. Obviously, I don't got a list. Uh, don't, be, don't, don't Be a Mess of South Central or Drinking Juice in the Hood. Right. Scary movie. Da, 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 da. So what do you think happened with the Wayans brothers? Like, why do you think they fell from Hollywood? They didn't. They're still working. Okay, behind the scenes. No, um, um, for example, Marlon has put out um, several movies in theaters over the last 10 years, um, several um, stand-up specials, a couple Netflix-specific movies. Um, he had um, he had um, Marlon, um, which I don't care what you say. It's it's a spiritual successor for me to the Wayans brothers. He plays essentially the exact same guy. Absolutely. Just, just now in his 40s. Yeah. Um, that ran on NBC for two seasons. Um, and, um, and and then, like I said, the, the scary movie franchise that they had for a little while. Um, they're still clamoring for a white chick sequel. Okay. Um, you know, then, you know, um, uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Black. True. Uh, so why do you why do you think their movies don't get the push as other stars movies do? Um, number one, I think I think we say um, the type of comedy that they do, uh-huh. and, and even the type of comedy that this movie is, uh-huh. I think is a di- I think it's dying in Hollywood. Yeah, you don't see productions like this. You don't comedy is not they don't produce it because they think it's too expensive to produce they don't they're like oh it's not a franchise i'm not gonna do it so if it's not if it didn't already exist right like if it's not a serious property that they could turn into a comedy right or if it's not a superhero movie that they can put comedy in they don't really do it 
the main thing about comedies, rated R comedies in Hollywood is number one, they cost too much. And if you do try to want to produce it, you have to have a main star and they that costs too much to get people in the door. Plus it, they know that the people who are gonna watch this thing are teenagers. Right. Why are you making a movie that teenagers can't see, but they're your target audience? Correct. So Correct. It's, it's, it's an oxymoron. It's not. It's not a knock on the Wayans specifically. It's a lot of comedic stuff isn't really hitting like that. Why the fuck you think Seth Rogen's doing doing cartoons? True. So like true. He, like he he's got what he's got the boys. He's got Invincible and the initial movies coming out. He's not doing <laughs> Seth Rogen produced the boys. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. He produced the boys. He produced Invincible. Um, okay. So, he, so it's uh, so uh, it's not that the Wayans brothers fell off at all. Because mind you, um, how long how long a syndication is my wife and kids still going on? Okay. You know, um, is and then um, Marlon was also in air with yes, uh, with uh, guy, Ben Affleck yeah. and Matt Damon. Yeah, um, he was in um, the first season of uh, Bel Air on Peacock. Was he really? I didn't he, know that. Um, do you, okay, so you remember the episode of Fresh Prince where like the dad shows up and like, well, he don't want me, man. That okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the dad. Okay, but it's completely played straight. Okay, um, so it's not like he's not in these things he's, okay he's, he's working he's okay yeah, all of them are working okay okay that i see you're elaborating you're opening my mind because i thought you know they're not really they're not really doing much i mean i haven't seen them do stuff but well, you're you telling i mean you want to get into you know you can only have so many black stars on tv at one time true true and, and then they don't cast a lot of black men over 50 so correct do you think they've made enough money to say you know i don't really need trust to trust me they're comfortable like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm none of them have to work plus marlon's still selling out stand up i think marlon says he only has two cars he has a tesla and something else like, he, he's comfortable because mind you like mind you, he's still, it may not be much but he's still getting residual checks from batman from batman forever was he in Batman Forever? You know, you know that story? Okay. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. We're going to go down the rabbit hole. Here we go. Yeah. We're, here we go. That's this, why this you tune into this. So basically, um, we go through um, Batman, um, the original Batman movie from 1989. Okay. We got Batman Returns, which is 91. Oh, you're right. And then the next one was going to be uh, another one in that line and was going to be, I'm not saying it was going to be called Batman Forever, but it was going to be the third Batman movie in that before the weird soft reboot reset right um they were gonna finally bring in robin okay robin was gonna be marlon wayans it was gonna be okay. a young black inner city youth was gonna be robin and then they switched him out with chris o'donnell what yeah what was that um in the midst of it okay was it joel schumacher joel um had left and they brought in tim burton okay and they had decided to go okay we don't want to go with a black robin because you know racism so we're gonna of go. Course. We're gonna go with you know uh, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell, but they were so far into production, so many contracts had been signed when they cut him that they had to pay him. Wow! So he gets he's been getting residual checks forever. Wow! I did not know that. So when you say Batman Forever, it's really Batman. Marlon gets paid forever. That's the whole time. Wow! Do you think he was pissed? Um, it, it definitely hurt. Um. I mean, it definitely hurt because I mean, he. I mean, think about what that would have done to his career. Oh, he would have shot up to the moon, you know. So, I mean, it made Chris O'Donnell a star. Yeah. Um, 
So he definitely is annoyed by him. Do you think he was pissed at Chris O'Donnell? No. Why would you? It's it's kind of mean to be pissed at the guy who had nothing to do with it. Right. Because if if you get fired from a job and then they hire somebody, you're mad the guy they hired, he didn't have nothing to do with it. No, true, true. So I don't think he blames Chris O'Donnell for anything. Um, But But no, I never knew this story. But then then you look at it and go, okay, I get paid and everybody... Okay, it goes... Batman 89, Batman Returns, those are kind of top tier. Right. People accept Batman Forever because it wasn't as much of a radical departure as Batman and Robin would be. Okay. But I mean, I, I I'm I haven't I haven't watched enough interviews from him talking about it in length about how he feels about it, but I gotta imagine he's pretty upset about it. The joke is though, uh, if it's not Boom Studios, I forgot what comic studios doing it, but they're doing a retelling in comics of those movies. Okay. And, and Chris O'Donnell's uh, Robin is not there. It's Marlon Wayans' Robin. Okay. And I want the first issue of him as Robin on as a, I want to buy that. I want to put it on my wall because I have okay. like, the Meteor Man comic. I have the first Static Shock. I have um, Black Panther versus the KKK. I have the Black Panther and Blade team up. And I'm, you see a theme on my wall here. Yeah, yeah. I want that comic. It's, it's, I saw one of the variant covers. It's pretty cool. That's really cool. So you're acknowledging me on all this way and stuff. Like, do they have their own production company? Yeah. Still? Um, each of them, actually, each of them have their own. That's why if you watch, um, like, the Wayans Brothers, it's like, look up, Marlon, say cheese. And, uh-huh. and in that shot was the two little kids with uh-huh. Marlon and Sean. You'll see there's multiple production companies. Baby's Way, Second to Last. Like, they, they all have their own production companies. Right. If you watch, and they make sure that each production company is listed on every show. So, so they can get so, paid. So if you watch, I don't know if they cut it now on Freeform or VH1, whatever they show My Wife and Kids Now, but at okay. the end of the episode, they list, like, everybody's production company. Everybody's getting paid off of these things. That's great. That's great. So I'm like, that's the dream, really. I mean, like, if I had that kind of, I would be like, oh, that's what's up. And yeah. So you figure it's like, and this is me just going one last brief history. It's like, so, and this off the top of my head, you got, uh, this is just television, The Living Color, Wayne's Brothers, The Damon Wayne Show, My Wife and Kids, uh, The Underground, which is Damon Wayne's sketch show. Okay. That was on Showtime. Um, you got Marlon, you have, do I think what else is on there? Um, Second Generation Wayne's, which was a, a fake reality show on BET. Think of Real Husbands of Hollywood, but it's all the Wayans, but it wasn't as funny. Okay. It was like kind of more serious. Where where can I watch this at? It's probably on BT Plus, but you know, I'll let, it's, I'll let them know you're allowed to watch. Oh, thank you. I'll thank give you. You, you give, give me you. a black card. I'll thank you. you. I'll let you watch that. <laughs> thank uh, you. You're not going to enjoy it, but you can watch it. But but you'll see, actually, because if you remember Wife and Kids, a lot of second generation Wayans are on that show. Like Damon Wayans Jr. has episodes on My Wife and Kids uh, because he plays, he's pretty he plays, pretty much with his his siblings, right? He plays he plays one of Junior's friends. Okay, and you're like, hey, that kid looks so like. If you know in your head, can you're like, oh, oh, dude was cheating. Why does Junior's friend look exactly like his dad? Right, right. Um, anyway, but um, but stuff like that. Well, that's kind of cool. So, so don't get it, bro. They they be working. They that's okay. a hard working family. They work. That's good. Oh, in 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 the house. I'm naming like Kim Wayne shows now, like, but it is a lot. It is a lot. Trust me. There's if you if you were able to look up like a family IMDb, it'd be thick. You'd be like, oh shit, and they're still working. Okay. No, I'm this. It really entertains me because I don't know a lot about the Wayans, it's and you of, and you seem my, to it's, know. It's one of my like my one of my niches. I used to watch the the Wayans brothers when I would go to school. Like before I went to school, I turned it on in the morning and get dressed and everything, and then. 
go to school, but I remember watching it. I think it was on TGIF, wasn't no, it? No, it was on WB. You're uh, right. It was a Sunday nights, mm-hmm. and then I'm trying to remember, but but that, but I only know that because like I'm weird in television. Like I'm really that kind of guy who goes like, oh, what were the lineups? For CBS, you're on reading Friday the nights, like, I'm you're like, reading the TV guide, and and I and I and I never I never left. So when TV guide stopped, I just went, oh I go on the internet, and I go like, what what show do I vaguely remember? Oh, it's for your love, WB nineteen ninety seven. What else used to play in that television block on Sunday nights? Oh, cool, I used to watch that. Blah 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 blah. blah. So I'm just that kind of weird kid. No, I got gotcha. you. Like that's my jam. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So I mean, it's. So we did take a bit of a, a spire, super duper ten. Oh, okay, but super, it's okay because okay. that's why people tune into this. So <laughs> overall, what did you think of the movie? Like, would you watch it again? No, no. Okay. It, just, it I know what it would have tried to be. I think it needed to be R rated. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think it needed more time. Yes, I, I, I think it would have grad- been better to have, like, like for example, I think it hit more if there had been a gradual build between you both are losers, having not anything since college, to by the time they hit the street, all the girls want to fuck them. Yeah, but none of the girls at the party wanted to fuck them. Right. So I'm like, what's what's the differential here? Right. So it's it the the jump is kind of weird. No, absolutely. Um, uh, the pacing is kind of off. I think they needed more time because I feel like Jake Johnson's character just goes full-blown bananas in an instant. Yeah, he's dressing up like a cop, and then all of a sudden he's buying a cop vehicle without being like, okay, let's let's take a beat for a second. And I felt like there was like, I don't know, I don't know how many times it went through or it's punched up or whatever, but I felt like there was like, okay, we're gonna do this kind of comedy, this kind of comedy. Uh, I thought the movie should have been more of the like, cause, cause only one time the movie cuts to a to a flashback. Do right. you know the time it cuts to a flashback? I don't. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I can't like, even tell oh, you I've been, when. But do a lot of stuff, man. What about what about that herpes commercial? And it cuts oh, to the that's right. Commercial. That's right. If it was. I didn't mind. I didn't mind the comedy of that moment, but it felt so out of place because the movie never does that that kind of thing ever again. Right. Right. So it's like what. Was that a punch up? Did somebody toss that in there? Yeah. So. No. He's like, oh, they're running. He was very happy about it. He was like, they're running my commercial again. <laughs> He's like, oh, that, that's, that's smoking. So he must be getting residuals off of that. I have, I have, I have, I have genital herpes. How do you, would you actually do a commercial like that? For 11 G's, I'll tell them some nasty shit. I'll tell them where I got whatever they want me to have, 11 G's. <laughs> One payout, bam. Um, but yeah, so... Um, can we take a tangent for a second? Oh, sure. Um, the writer strike. I was going to bring that up. So, what do you think about the writer strike? I can see why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I knew. I and I, I'm. I think it's weird that this is happening and coming to a head because it's it's technology finally hitting apexes. Yeah. And it's what do we do about streaming? And on that same breath. What are we doing about AI? Right, and it's like it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it because AI is only going to be able to do more in the future. Uh huh. When it's when it stops being in that weird uncanny valley where you can look and go, that's not real. Right. Um. So I can see why they're doing it. I was, I was hold that thought. I was pitching a show during the Vegas convention, and uh, it was the whole 
production thing out there. It was the, but I re- one of the booths like Sony sponsored it, like had all the, all the movie theater people. Uh, I had, I went up to one booth and they were making robots and I actually had a full blown conversation with a robot. Oh, wow. And they're going to make robots so well that you're not going to be able to tell it's you or I walking around. I was more focused on the fact that if you, without even robots, I mean, I think within the next decade, they'll be able to do, let's say hypothetically, they'll be able to do Thor 6 without a single physical person on screen. No, I agree with that 100%. And you will not even be able to tell that technically it's animation. Right. No, absolutely. I agree with that. I think that's wild. I also think, though, that there's something special. There's something, something that's like comfortably tangible going some guy who might be a slob and might be eating stuff from like Popeye's at three in the morning is also Chris Hemsworth who is Thor. Yeah. You know, like it's something about like, like something about it, 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 there's something about that human factor going like, okay, that's a normal guy. Right. Playing to be this thing. Right. Right. I feel like AI, you can't, it's not the same. Right. Like, you know, I know it's a guy on, like, in real, like, right now, I know it's a guy on green screen on wires and stuff. Right. Somebody being that person and, like, for example, you know you like Tony Stark more because you know that Robert Downey Jr. is at children's hospitals pretending to be Iron Man to these sick kids. Absolutely. Like, it matters. Like, it's like, it oh, did. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. So, for it to be replaced with AI, like, I don't know. It loses that human side of it. Have you seen also also the thing about it is that uh I feel like um you know what they say about like how like um movies lost something when they moved from film to digital. Yes. And there's certain things, there's certain textures you just can't recreate. Right. Certain things like that, certain looks. Right. Imagine some of the greatest actors, maybe comedy or not. Or think about some of the most great the greatest improv lines that became legendary. Yeah. You don't get that way, AI, because you don't get you don't get somebody going rogue. You don't get off the cuff stuff. Right. You lose a lot of that. Yeah. Like imagine, okay, an AI is not gonna fight for "I'll be back." No. They're not gonna fight for that. No. You know, they're not gonna fight for "I am Iron Man." They're not or gonna, these are lines, hasta la vista, baby. These are lines that were not written in the original scripts. Right. You lose something. Yeah. And as petty as I sounded, Mamiya talked off screen about. I would scab tomorrow because, damn it, I'll take the money. I understand that, number one, these guys got to get paid. And number two, I feel that there will be something lost. Absolutely. In the shift to moving stuff to more an automated situation. Absolutely. I get why, why the studios would do it. Because it's cheaper for them. But you you lose something innately human about the process. Yeah. I mean, I see both sides of it. One thing people don't keep in mind is the studio has to take on a bunch of costs to produce content to get it out to you to produce it direct it whatever there's a lot of money involved in it Mm -hmm. and i can understand why they're trying to cut their costs because after covid it's not the same people aren't well i shouldn't say that have you been trying to go to the movies lately it's not it, it like uh the Barbie movie's out, uh Oppenheimer's out, um Are you, with, are you with that whole dual viewing thing? I don't get it. Uh, we'll get back to that. Okay, okay, go but ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Here lately, like 
I, we, we've been trying to go see uh, The Sound of Freedom, but it's been sold out. Everywhere we've gone, like, sold out, sold out, sold out. So we're going to go over the weekend. But before this weekend, moviegoers haven't been going to the movies. Like, you're not getting the same audience going to the movies. So you're now, not making... Now, now are you talking about... Now you're talking about in general, you're talking about the big budget ones. I think the big budget's still making... I'm, ta- I'm they're talking about... They're, they're not making pre-pandemic money, but that, I think they're doing okay. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... It, it's the market, the industry is not back up to where it was before the pandemic. It'll never be that way. But that's, only because- but that's where they want it to be. And that's why they're saying, oh, we're poor, we're poor, we're poor, because they are looking at data at this point and they're saying, we understand what you want, but we're not here yet. But I think I, I think that's more like, how put it like, uh, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of a nice metaphor, but I'll just say what it is basically. It's so many things happened, like the evolution of how we consume media. Yeah, people watch it on their phones now. Rat, like, changed so much between, between, and I even put it before the pandemic, between, let's say, 2017 to, to, to March 2020, it already had a slow evolution. Yeah. And this is when, like, streaming servers are leaking in. Right. And exclusive content is coming in. And piracy is at an all-time high. Right. I was getting to these points. Right. So then you get, you get March 2020, now... Big movies are getting slapped on the streaming services. Right. People know, do I want to pay one, let's say one, two, three, four, let's say four people in this house right now, right? Uh-huh. Do I want to pay 18 bucks a person plus popcorn. popcorn plus all the stuff that goes to the Avatar when I could watch it in my drawers in like a month and a half? Yeah, I'll wait. So here's my thing about that is I understand streaming and it's great. I understand all these big movies are coming to streaming networks. But one thing I really like about the movie theater is you have sectioned off so much time to watch this movie. You turn off your phone. You don't have dogs. You don't have phone calls. You're committed. One thing I don't like about watching a movie here at the house is I can pause it. I can run into the kitchen. I can have to deal with my dogs. I have to do this. I have to do that. In a movie theater, you turn off all those distractions. Yeah, but now you have to put that to, to Joe Blow, Mr. Mister. I wanted to procreate, have five kids, and now I got to take them all to the movie theater because they want to see Barbie or whatever. And I know Barbie's not for kids, but I'm using that example. Let's, well, say, let's say Ninja Turtles. No, actually, Barbie is for kids. I've heard that it's... I heard it's, I heard it's, I heard it's, not, it's not like disgusting or nothing about it. But I Are you going to take your daughter to it? No. No? Is she too young? Not. She's five. I, just, I, I don't. I don't. I think the, the movie's for teenagers, isn't it? Like, um, not, it's not raunchy, but I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's specifically for young kids. It's not like. I think. I think. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, like I'm going to see it because yeah. I want to see what the hype is about. I'll I che- I'll check it out. But I my, hear it has an f bomb in it. I, I'll check it out. But my thing is, it doesn't. Nothing from what I've seen from the marketing materials made me go, "Oh, you should take your kid to see this." Do you know why people are going to see it? Because it's a fear of missing out. People are like, oh my goodness, it's Barbie, it's Barbie, it's Barbie. They're having this come out, and now they're just like, I don't want to be the last one on the sidelines and not see this. I don't care. And it's about women and mothers that can bring their daughters to a movie. And and it's nostalgia, too, because people are like, I grew up with Barbie. I think that's a real reason. It might be right. I mean, I can only speak for myself. I didn't grow up with Barbie. I did not. My sisters did. I, I used to pop the heads off of them. I didn't. It wasn't in my house. It was, it was just me, so it wasn't in my. It wasn't in my house. My sisters were grown by the time I came around. Right. I wasn't in my house. I never really dealt with it directly. Didn't really care about it. 
So it's not nostalgic for me. I'm going to check it out because there's some guys, like some people in that movie that I'm like, oh, they'll probably do a good job. Right. There's probably a, some good As a producer, in probably, as in the industry, you would want to check it out. probably could be some good laughs or whatever. But I'm not, I don't feel FOMO. Now, movie stuff aside, like film stuff aside, if I was just a, a manager at Target, I need to see Ninja Turtles. Uh, you're right. Uh, that's part of my child. That's I need to see. That. Right. That's, so you're you're excited about the new I'm Seth Rogen. Super excited. Okay. Um, I'm cool with any new interpretation. Fuck Michael Bay though. But what did you think of Michael Bay's? Like how they looked? They were so did, weird. Did, did we have this discussion before? No. Okay. Then I'm gonna tell you like this. Okay. So, it, that's the so reason why I could, I saw it. I followed every piece of production news from the moment it was announced till the day it came out. And I wrote letters to Michael Bay. I threatened his family. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, don't you fuck me on this, Michael Bay. <laughs> and it was basically, and then I got mad because I'm, I'm okay with almost any type of interpretation. I'm not the kind of guy to go, this is how they were presented in 1987, so this is how they got to be. I'm not that guy. Right. My issue is just from a practical standpoint. If you are essentially a nine-foot-tall, 400-pound turtle, the fuck are you a ninja for? Yeah. They were on top of buildings, stuff was crumbling under them, and they did virtually no martial arts in these movies. No, absolutely. What the fuck are we doing? It was they were transformers. They like, were get twisted. Like it didn't it didn't serve pur- it didn't serve purpose. Also, um in the time it was in the time it was made, uh-huh. I know we were moving towards and not and and I I don't hate the word, but this is just to sum it up. I thought we were moving towards more of this woke kind of media. Yes. In the original comic book, um, April is black. I knew that. I'm okay. I had to live with the 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 eighties t the the late eighties early nineties TV show because that's just what it was, and we were all kids who cared. Okay. I think they did themselves a disservice by having Michael Bay be the producer on it, and him and letting him fetish cast Megan Fox instead of casting Megan Good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just I I didn't I don't hate the movies because I can't my my fandom won't allow me to hate any turtles media. Okay. But it is definitely like like this Seth Rogen movie has such a low bar to jump in my mind to be better than these. So you're you're gonna go see this movie day opening, grand opening, yeah, and, and, and I've been slowly dripping Ninja Turtle stuff to my daughter. I'll go, I'll go with you when this happens. I'll go. And, uh, I'll see it so with you. I, I'm super hyped for that. Um, and and in side note, I only like the sequel of the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie Part Two, Out of the Shadows, because I don't know if he got my letters or something. Oh, he did. But but he casted like anybody that I care about. He's like, oh, guess what, Marvin? We're get, we, I, I talked to him yeah, in the boardroom. Yeah, you love Arrow? Guess who's gonna be Casey Jones? Oh, just Stephen Amell? Mm-hmm. You love wrestling? Guess we're gonna have four wrestlers in the movie, including Sheamus as um, as Rocksteady. Oh goddamn! And then uh, and then you know we know who you hate, Marvin. You hate Tyler Perry. He's gonna be the villain. I was like, they know my life. I gotta see this. They know everything about me. Oh my god, that's so funny. I was like, that popped me. I was like, okay, cool, okay. Um, but uh, back to what I was saying is that uh, the evolution of of movie watching now. Now let's say. Let's say honestly, the model that we live in now, where it's like uh, Iron Man comes out March fifteenth and it's on streaming by May thirtieth. Uh-huh. I feel that strategy would not have been implemented till like twenty thirty. 
Okay, and explain why. Just, um, just because it, it had no reason. They're making hand over fist in the theaters. You're right. The problem is that they pulled, they broke that in case of emergency glass in too 2020. Soon, too soon. Because of the pan- say, because of the pandemic. I don't say too soon because it was needed. It it, it destroyed a chunk of the business. Right. But but just to go like, okay, we already have this million dollar content. Somebody's got to see it, and we're losing billions on these streaming services anyway. Let's slap it on there. It just happened to be like. I, I I mean, public opinion might have been different if, and this is like, let's use Marvel and Disney as an example. Right. Mm. It just happened to be, they busted their nut right before the pandemic with, with Endgame. Just right. by coincidence, just by strictly by planning. Mm-hmm. Now they're in bed, they're sweaty, don't touch me. Uh-huh. And you toss on friggin' Black Widow on streaming service that we waited for so long. It's like, we already like it's like it's it's you know woo and now when you're like we want you to pay premium prices to see this movie right like but we're already down here we don't care what happens next we saw right. the ending right absolutely I think if the pandemic would have hit when Infinity War happened okay and then they would have pushed out Endgame faster yeah I think that have been a, I think our our view of this whole thing might have been a little bit different they no should, I agree. At least on that portion, I think I think is that because so is is DC didn't have DC didn't have any slates of anything to put out right. So Wonder Woman was trash. Yeah, right. Sorry, Wonder Woman, but it was. Um, Marvel had just busted their big nut and was in a reset stage. Yeah. So it's like so it's like so how mad like so the best way I put it is like it's like okay you just did the the series finale of Saved by the Bell now when you go to streaming it's the fucking college years like who the fuck cares? No, absolutely. So it's. Is, so the evolution of that kind of killed it. But because the cat's already out of the bag, because you've already established this, we're like, well, you already bought the streaming service and we got we to gotta keep feeding the monster on that. Yes. So we put something in theaters. We'll, we'll give it We'll give it maybe eight weeks if it's doing really good, um, six weeks if it's not, and then it's going on streaming. They don't. They give it like a 45-day window now. Yeah, it's not big at it's all. It's like they movies literally have 45 days to go into the theater before they hit streaming. I feel 100% that like, that like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, it was like before the end of the Thursday night showing, it was already on stream. Like it felt that fast. It wasn't, but it felt, right. like, it felt like before they walked out of the theater, it was already on stream. So with all these streaming networks and everything like that, do you still buy DVDs? Ah. <sighs> Do you think DVDs are dead? I mean, it's a dying thing. I think my thing is, uh, is something has to really hit me in the feels to actually buy DVD. But it would never be anything that's new. Nothing. Right. No, it, I would never yeah. buy anything on DVD that's been in everything the last old. Decade. Yeah, nothing within the last decade. Right. Um, because I'm not paying fucking two hundred and seventy dollars for an Infinity Saga box set. Right. But so let's let's make sure we backtrack for a second. Let's go back to the strike, the writer strike okay, and all that um, to make sure we lock down our final <laughs> thoughts on this. Um, what do you feel is the proper outcome for it? How do you make both sides happy? I mean, um, and this is what once again, I don't know this because technology moves its own pace and somebody might have something that we don't even know yet. But if technology is not prepared to officially replace these actors, eventually they eventually the 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 the, the corporations have to have to concede and they have to give in to what the union wants because there's no alternative. 
How how long do you think this strike these strikes can go on for? I don't know, man. But uh, but the joke is this: I wish, I wish that this was like in sports where you could be like, okay, well the players are on strike, so open trials for the Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> and they're just like, hey, man, we're coming to your city. You like got, am, you, you like American pitch. Gladiators, you, right? You, you got pitches. We want to hear them. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I got me and seven dudes from the local improv troupe, and we're ready to start a franchise. Right now. Like, I wish. I wish it was like that. But like I said, there's so many things in the tank. Um, nobody's hurting like that right now. Not yet. Not yet. But there uh, is going to be a content shortage here soon. I don't think so. You don't think so? Just because, just because now, and, and this might be luck, but... You think they have so much in the can? I think that nostalgia is such a big thing. They can just be like, for example, why in the hell are there two, two American Gladiator documentaries out right now? True. And, Netflix and, and, and 30 for 30. And guess what it took? No original footage besides non-union interviews. Correct. There could be a lot more of those. By the way, the Netflix one blows the 30 for 30 out of the water. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, so when you said when you talked to me about the thirty for thirty one, I had to go and watch it. And okay, so you watched the Netflix one already, right? Yeah. So you saw how like the guy, the the Elvis impersonator guy, was like in like thirty seconds of the Netflix one, uh-huh. and how they built the entire story around him in the thirty for thirty. Yes. So yeah, the Netflix one's way better. Like yeah, the thirty for 30, like, I'm like so much about this guy's life, and I'm like I don't care. Right. And he's like, and, and then and then you know Elvis, like, I don't I don't care. Anymore. Right. Let's, let's, let's get, get to it. And yeah, then, and, then, and then they had so many of the later gladiators and like one-off people, but the Netflix would had like the the main guys, right? So I'm like, because oh, I the, the, if if I so the Netflix one, I mean, I'm glad I watched both. You get you get all of the stories, right? Right. But if you can only watch one, you go with the Netflix one. So getting back I love to thirty for thirties too. That's the sad part. Getting back to the strike. Okay. Um, we um, really um, don't know what to unless do. There's 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 nothing that currently right now Hollywood can do to replace these actors so they have to concede eventually. But studios can buy out longer than these actors, some of these actors. Some of them, but it's, but it's not a matter of how many fall off. It's a matter of how many franchises or brand recognition things are you willing to let fall off before you could like How many things right now are losing steam by the day because they're just in just they're just halted. They're in flux. How yeah. many billions, billions of dollars, dollars just for and go back to Marvel are they losing because every day that they take on this, Deadpool three's not getting done, yeah, stuff's not getting done, also not yep. getting done. That's just money waiting to happen. Yeah, it's just losing money every, every time day, it takes, every day, every day. And God forbid there's a cultural shift at some point where people are like, yeah, you know what, we're done with superheroes. Yeah. Do you do you feel like that's going to come sooner? I don't know because it used to be that there was action movies and superhero was just kind of in the action movie genre. Uh-huh. Now that superhero movies have become their own genre where it's like comedy, drama, action, superhero, suspense, so on and so forth. I don't think it could ever die, but I think at some point it gets more and more niche. And like I said before, where it's like, it, like as hard as it was for somebody to get me to sit down as a kid and go, you got to watch all three of these Star Wars movies. And I was like, I'm not watching them old shits. <laughs> I can only imagine me going, hey, baby. So the first one of these started 10 years before you were born. We're going to watch all 20 something movies 
she's gonna be like, no, I don't want to watch that. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that I'm not saying it's tomorrow, but eventually it has to just it, it the bubble has to burst, just like the vampire burst. Yeah. Just like the, everything bursts at some point. Yeah. It loses its steam. So and and this is not helping anything. Um. So I really would like to be in the streets of just Burbank, like. I'll do it. All right. I'll do everything. What do you want me to do? No, absolutely. Um, I, I, I think, no, last joke is, is, is the last thing I'll say is this. And you can go nuts. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Keep um, going. I, I think 100% though that there's one person that's looking at all this going, ha ha, who looks dumb now? The CEOs are doing that. Just one CEO. Bob Iger? No. The CEO of Warner's Discovery. Because he's like, Fuck you guys. I took over streaming service and all I have is non-union fucking renovation shows. That is true. And all that stuff is printing money. Yeah. And he's like, and like I could run this forever. A lot of, like most of these guys are on union. Yeah, that is true. It costs nothing to make and it's all original content. You guys got to go and try to figure out some new stuff to do, not me. Yeah. And he was like he was like a genius now. Yeah. So it's fucking crazy. My point is, I see both sides. I don't think the studios are making the money as they were making, but I do not think they're broke. I mean, no, they're not broke. No, I, I, I feel bailouts, like bailouts happen all the time. I feel like they actually do. They do have the money to pay, but I do think actors and writers and everything they do need to come get to a certain point. They need to be on the same page about AI because AI, exactly what we were saying, can take over. I think it's, it's tough to get on the same page because they don't know what it can do. Exactly, and I think that's where the the problem is. That's why that's why and, they weren't and, able to to tackle the streaming thing back in the two thousand eight, right? Like, because it was like, okay, well, we kind of know what Netflix sort of does, right? But they didn't know it could be this. We're like, oh wait, they can take residuals from movies, like, and and you could do a movie and you get paid this amount, and then it goes on streaming. But if it doesn't do well on streaming, they'll just yank it off. There's stuff from Disney that Disney did for millions of dollars that was on there for like three months and then they just took it off. It's just lost media now. Right, right. So that's insane. Yeah. No, I agree. I feel like AI is too new to actually know what it can do. And that's the problem. That's where everybody's having a hard time being like, oh, well, I want want it this way or I want it this way. Nobody knows what it can do yet. So until we actually know the proper outcome – I think every time we talk about this, I honestly think of Terminator. Terminator and Terminator 1 and all that Terminator franchise that they got hooked on AI. And now look, we fucked ourselves. The, the joke is that, and no, it's, with, it, it, it's before that anyway. The moment they start training dogs to be civilized was the moment AI started. Like, yeah. it's like once you train something to think of, like, it's, it's a whole different thing. But, right. Um, not gonna lie, though. If it does go the 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 corporation's way, the studio's way, I'm not down for fully. I mean, I'm not against a fully AI Terminator reboot in 2031. Wait, do you go see the movie? I think it's one of the few movies where it's like, okay, so it's about robots made by a robot, and the actor is supposed to be a robot. I think it. I think it so, kind of fits perfectly. I'm I'm assuming Arnold Schwarzenegger signed a contract saying you can use my likeness in propertyity dig my dead body up if you have to and so they have all of his like old footage and everything on file that they can literally plug into an ai machine and write it up i'll give you this i'm i'm <laughs> i wish they would do this and i'm and, and others also have you been seeing like on instagram and like facebook and stuff like that where like people will post these ai created 
like DreamWorks versions of properties uh-huh. where it's like, oh, what Fresh Prince will look like as like a DreamWorks cartoon uh-huh. and stuff like that. I think those are kind of cool. I think that's a way to go. Yeah. If you can get, if you go, if, if you have like an established franchise and you can go in that direction, like imagine, okay, for example, perfect one, just because I like to keep mentioning the same shows because yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't watch a, maybe not AI generated, but you wouldn't watch an animated R rated comedy show like, uh, think Say by the Bell, but for Family Guy. I would. Like because R-rated, I think it'd be funny. Uh, an R-rated, like an R-rated high school comedy placed in the Bayside universe. No, I think it would be funny. So yeah, I would. And I'm like, is it, you don't got to pay anybody. Like seriously, you could probably, I mean, if, you could probably redo the voices. Nobody probably care. Literally, if they just scanned all the actors, their expenses would literally drop. And then it'd be nothing but, but then, profit. But then, but then you gotta agree to have them scanned. And people, one of the big issues that they don't want them, they they don't want to be scanned because then you could just use them without paying them. But there, there's already some actors that have been scanned and signed their likeness away. No, you're right, but I, I mean, I, but I think a lot of it, a lot of it, you could probably plug it. I think within the next five years, you'll be able to. It may not be realistic, but at least the cartoon where you go, okay, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna just take my computer, I'm going to shove the first season of Saved by the Bell into into my laptop and it'll spit out a very nice looking cartoon version of the series. So that would be cool if eventually we can, because animation is so expensive, even 2D animation, that would be pretty cool. That, I, think be, I, think that's, I think that's the route some, um, some of these franchises should do rather than a live action redub. Honestly, like I've, I've been looking for AI that does animation because it's so expensive. If I could use an AI app to do what I want to do, that's what I should do. So they did with the intro to, 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 to the Secret Invasion. What what app did they use? I don't know, but it, it was done by AI. I think I think it might be ChatGPT. Really, I didn't know ChatGPT did that. They do they do it does the animation now. Yeah, but I mean, don't get me wrong. It's 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 more abstract. It's oh. not. It's not like like uh, the scary show I want to produce. Uh, I'm using AI to do all the pictures of the plot points, and they come out great. And I was like, I thought originally I thought I was going to have to go somewhere and pay somebody to paint the plot points, and then I was like, what the fuck am I thinking? Let's just turn to AI, and then it does it. And I'm saying this as the industry <laughs> yeah, is so, on so, strike. So, so as, I ra- as we wrap up this portion of the conversation before we go into our final verge about the buddy, about the buddy yeah. dynamic, um, that, Robert, makes you part of the problem. I and, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not trying to do that because I own a, and that's why I can say I own, uh, I can see both sides because I own a production studio and I know how much production costs. Like, you are pretty much set that you're my production partner on things. Like when I, when I Marvin and I get projects, like I'm always doing the numbers and blah, blah, blah. I know how much production is. So even for, for painting, it's crazy expensive. Yeah, I was going to have Sammy do it, but, but mind you, mind you, nobody's getting mad at us. They're getting mad at these people who are making billions off of somebody's back. Right. No, you know, so I, I I know I get it. I just you're, I you're, see you're, both you're, sides. You're essentially doing the the the, the equivalent of 
a kid who copies from the internet to do a book report. Like nobody's mad about you. Nobody's no, I, you know I agree with that. I agree. Nobody's mad at you for that. But I mean, but final thoughts on this is okay. So we don't know. So we don't know. We don't know. Oh, we don't know about the strike. We'll 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 follow it. But let's I see I have somebody in LA that is uh, shooting a package for me since I'm not. I was actually going to call you last night and be like, hey, you want to fly to LA for a weekend and get footage of the strike? What would we do with it? We'd stream it. I would shoot it as a package. Like, literally, I would shoot it as Hollywood on strike, like a current affair, insider edition, and I would be walking up and down. You you could run the camera, and you'd be front or talent, and I'd run the boom and everything, and we'd just be interviewing people, getting B-roll of Hollywood, seeing how it's affecting the economy. Do you want to do it? Uh, do you have time to do that? We can, we can talk about this okay. off camera. Okay, so so back to the original, original, original point. Yes. Okay, so um, I forgot our scale from last time. Okay, um, it's like... Okay, so between we barely know each other... Yes. ...to I'll die for you, my man. Yes. Where do you see these two oh, let's be cops being? These two are I'll die for you, for sure. You can, you can tell that in the first 30 seconds and, of the movie and, that and, they've known each other for a long and, time. And then did, did you even feel like that second, the end of the second act going to the third act dip of like, yeah, and you're this way because you're a loser. And they kind of like split up was kind of like, this feels hella forced. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially because like, it's like, it's like, uh, I feel like it wouldn't go that way. Right, right. And, and I, uh, uh. no, I agree. But. So are they closer than Riggs and Murtaugh. Absolutely. In the, after the first Lethal Weapon. Absolutely. Yeah. You could tell that from the first 30 seconds of being in this movie. So. So what's our next movies? The next movie, uh, the next three movies is your choice of 48 Hours. Okay. Men in Black. Training Day. Oh my goodness. Well, let's do Training Day. You sure? Or do you want to do 48 Hours? I'll, I'll do whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I mean, I've ne I've seen Training Day. I've seen Men in Black. I've never seen Forty Eight Hours. So I'm more tempted to go to Forty Eight Hours because I've never seen it. I I want to okay. And whatever you want to do, you can pick it. If I'm making a vote, I vote for Men in Black. Okay. Because I feel like it splits the difference between between being somewhat serious as lethal not as serious as lethal weapon. Okay. But also having that comedic element of let's be cops, and it kind of splits the difference. Okay. So let's do Men in Black then. Men in Black it'll be. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode. We uh, really have fun doing this. You can we got, tell. We got to dive pretty deep into the industry for this one. Yeah. Um, we're both serious about we bleed filmmaking. That's all we want to do. Um, so thank you for checking out this podcast. More will be on the way. Um, we have a good time doing it. And uh and see you guys next week. Uh, here come the men in black. Men yeah. in black. Yep, it's coming. So thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to The Partner Complex. This has been a production of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Hosts of the show are Robert Brooksby and Marvin Ellis. The Partner Complex is edited by Samantha Brooksby. And to find out more information about The Partner Complex, please check out their Instagram, at The Partner Complex. This has been a production of Limitless Broadcasting Network.